Thank you for inviting us today. And thank you for your support. And I'll be telling you a little bit about what your support has been paying for. So I hope you're happy with it. <laughs> I, I am from Orville, Ohio. My husband, Eric, is not. You'll meet him shortly. We have four kids. Our oldest daughter, Alexia, is not pictured here. You have to pick up a prayer card at our table back there to see her and her husband, Ben. Alexia works at um, Africa's Hope at AGWM headquarters in Springfield um, at our mission headquarters. Ben is an IT specialist, and both are alumni of Evangel University. Any uh, Evangel alums in here? No. Okay. <laughs> but you know what that is. Okay. Um, our second daughter, Anastasia, is in graduate school to become a doctor of physical therapy. And she and her fiancé, Nick, who are, they are getting married next month, they are also both Evangel University grads. Our third daughter, Christina, broke the mold. She is a freshman at Middle Eastern Technical University in North Cyprus. Uh, this is not the right... Um, I guess you figured that out, too, huh? Um, so you have to pick up a prayer card to see any of it. Um, the last one left in the nest is Michael, who is 14. For the past 29 years, Eric and I have been planting and promoting spirit-filled university student ministries in the Slavic world and sometimes beyond. We represent Eurasia on the Assemblies of God World Missions Global Commission on Student Ministries. The Global Student Movement is a worldwide fellowship of spirit-filled university student ministries, including, for example, Chi Alpha in the U.S. and Students for Christ in Europe, and it's called Other Things Around the World. Along with other commission members, Eric has had the privilege of conducting student ministry trainings in Turkey, Mozambique, Albania, and Finland. In 2020, the commission came to Ukraine, but I'm a little ahead of my story. Starting in 1993, we pioneered Students for Christ in a Slavic country, which is currently classed as sensitive. Praise God, that country's Students for Christ movement is now entirely self-governing, self-supporting, and self-propagating. Amen. That was the goal. <laughs> Native and international alumni from that movement are now pastors, teachers, missionaries, doctors, diplomats, innovators in business, and much more shining for Jesus all around the world. They have spawned ministries and NGOs everywhere. Student ministry is incredibly strategic. Students, generally, are smart, young, energetic, creative, entrepreneurial, and idealistic. They are making decisions that will affect their entire lives, and they are looking for a cause, something worth their time and talents. Imagine the impact when they find Jesus. Students are future leaders and influencers of society and the church. It's a privilege and a great joy to work with them. This past term, we started over in a new country, Ukraine, and... Uh, the map looked like this <laughs> back then. Um, by the way, it is no longer politically correct to say the Ukraine. It's just Ukraine now. And its capital is Kyiv, K-Y-I-V. Kyiv is a transliteration from Ukrainian language, whereas Kiev is a transliteration from Russian. Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union, which is short for Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. This is Marxist socialism, which is atheist socialism, 
Eric and I have nearly three decades of experience with countries suffering under, still struggling to recover from, or now fighting to the death to repel this type of government. God help Ukraine. And we must say, God help America. We felt God gave us a particular strategy for planting student ministries in Ukraine that included pray and mobilize prayer, cast vision to national churches, recruit, resource, and train student ministry leaders, and help them network with each other and with the global student movement. Looking back, we rejoice to see that God helped us to do exactly those things. We began with prayer, which is, of course, how you should begin anything, right? We prayed for people to pray with. Soon we had an administrator and a translator, and we prayed together with them to meet more key people, and we did. We found favor with pastors and leaders in several denominations. We began translating materials and had our first Students for Christ Ukraine leadership training camp in 2016. We invited the director of Students for Christ Europe to help teach at the camp, and he brought along a student leader from Germany. That's because student ministry is all about discipleship. Discipling involves, among other things, teaching transferable ministry skills. Don't do anything alone. Take someone along and train them to do it. So here are some examples of how we did that this term. We helped a large church in Kiev start a student ministry. There we met Kate, who asked us to disciple her. She came along and did just about everything we did. She often brought along some of her many siblings. She was discipling them. 2 Timothy 2.2 is a key verse for student ministry. You are not successful as a discipler until your disciples are making disciples. We taught through various resources in small groups at our home, including Ty Silva's book, Campus Prayer Walking. Each student led the group in a prayer walk at their own university. Um, you were going to... Oh, hey, you made it. We're up slide seven. We're up to slide seven now. Yes. You can see I bought it, borrowed my daughter's dress. Okay, here's... Um, <laughs> that's the first camp. Go ahead and keep going through... We're on slide um, seven now. That's Kate's family. You can see she had several siblings to choose from. Keep, keep going. Here's Kate's university. There's Kate on the left. And in the back, you see Clinton. He's an international student from Rwanda. Okay, we kept praying, translating, and training, and God opened more doors. We were invited to teach about and cast vision for student ministry in seminaries and Bible schools and at local and national youth events in various denominations. This is a national pastor's convention. A student team, including Clinton and Kate, manned a Students for Christ booth and prayer walked this convention. We also hosted Chi Alpha teams, including one from Dayton, Ohio, and short-term volunteers from the U.S. and Europe. We partnered with national churches to give hands-on ministry experience to our students as well as to our guests. One camp had over 600 orphans and special needs kids. We took teams there three years in a row to run a kind of vacation Bible school. At a different event, a national church youth camp, we were invited to teach about student ministry and train small group leaders. They called it an extreme camp because students lived in tents in a ravine. We called it extreme because that ravine was across the road from a still active nuclear power plant built at the same time and with the same plans as the one at Chernobyl. 
These pictures, though, are from a Wild West English Bible camp for village kids where a new church was being planted. Villagers were saved and healed. Afterwards, Kate gushed, this was my first missions trip. Onyinye, the international student in the picture, said, God used this outreach to confirm my ministry calling. Sasha, in the glasses, had attended an evangelistic Bible study series I had led at her university the previous semester. She then volunteered to serve as translator for this event, where she prayed the salvation prayer. At the end of the week, she was glowing, and it wasn't from nuclear fallout. Kate and Clinton both led evangelistic Alpha Course small groups for international students. Kate speaks Ukrainian, Russian, English, French, and Spanish, and she used them all. We trained student ministry leaders one-on-one -on -one in small groups and seminars, camps, and conferences. In February 2020, our colleagues from the Global Commission came to teach at our largest conference so far in Ukraine, Pass It On, hosted by the largest national Pentecostal denomination, the same one whose pastor's convention we had prayer walked a couple years previously. 120 current and prospective student ministry leaders from all over the country attended. At Pass It On, Kate and Clinton helped train other leaders by speaking on a panel sharing what worked in our city. Later in the conference, 12 people, including Kate, stood to respond to a call to missions. Since then, Kate graduated from both university and seminary and volunteered as Students for Christ Ukraine staff. Since last fall, she has been serving at a church in Mexico. Clinton returned to Rwanda during the COVID shutdowns, but he led Bible studies online from there. Over this term, we got several key student ministry materials translated into Ukrainian and Russian. Some of the print versions are on display at our table in the hall. Ebooks and PDFs are available for free at sfcukraine.org. This website also has all the training videos from our Pass It On conference and interactive maps to connect to the global student movement worldwide. The site is designed to recruit, train, and resource Ukrainian, Russian, and English-speaking student ministry leaders for free online. This provides unlimited growth potential for Students for Christ Ukraine and beyond. Please pray for spirit-filled student ministries to be planted all over Eurasia. And please, please pray for Ukraine. Our house in Kyiv area is being used as a bomb shelter. Missiles narrowly missed our kids' school more than once. The white factory behind the school took a hit a few weeks after this picture was taken. The war is still going on, and unspeakable things are still happening. Many of our students and friends are now refugees in Europe. Others are displaced within Ukraine. Kate's family joined her in Mexico, except for her brothers, who could not leave Ukraine because they are of fighting age. We hope to return to Ukraine someday, but we can't go anywhere until we raise our budget for the next term. Like and follow our page on Facebook, the MuseArt Messenger, for giving links and more information, including prayer requests and updates on the war. Thank you for your support and your prayers. Okay. So Jen told you I was uh, from the south. If you hear an accent, I'm from the south, okay? <laughs> south of France, born and raised in France. Nice is my hometown, uh, palm trees and cactus, and just five minutes away from Monaco. Just a great place to be right now. Um, 
I want to talk to you this evening about uh, submitting to God and resisting the devil. Because uh, this war going on in Ukraine, I hope you are aware that there is more happening around the world. And there is a real physical war going on in Ukraine. There's a big war going on in America, specifically against our kids. Uh, and this is a big deal, and we should all be very concerned. And so the text I have is James 4, 7, Submit the refer to God, but resist, oppose the devil, and he will flee from you. It works. This is great. Don't be surprised when you have things going on with uh, PowerPoint or, you know, lightning or microphone. These kind of things happen on Sunday morning very often. Just, just for, don't be surprised. Uh, and then our second text, First Peter 5. Therefore, humble, humble yourself under the mighty hands of God that make exalt you at the proper time having cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit and be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brothers and sisters who are in the world. It's not just about you. Everybody goes through that, if you're with Jesus Christ. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So, uh, the outline is Satan, the devil, hates you and wants to destroy you, wants to kill you. God loves you and has, uh, wants to bless you. Which one are you going to follow? Which one will you choose? Your enemy or God? You have to choose. You cannot remain in neutral position any longer. The, the time for neutral is over. It's finished. We are at war. It's obvious if you follow what's going on in the news. Uh, and uh, you, get to, you need to get involved. The battle may not be easy uh, or quick, but victory is guaranteed. We have sang a song about that. You know, Jesus waking up from the grave. That's the biggest demonstration of power that we have ever seen. And to make sure that all the disciples got it, he appeared to them for more than 40, for 40 days. And to, at one point, 500 of them at the same place. So that the fact of his resurrection being established forever and ever. There is only one religious leader alive. And we point, all of us can point to an empty tomb. That is not the case with all of the other religions in the world. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. So let me go quickly. I want to talk about original conspiracy. There is such a thing of a conspiracy. It all started in the Garden of Eden. You just read Genesis 1, 2, 3, and you find that Satan questions God and his command. And so from that point on, you have a conspiracy of the enemy against God's people and against his own, by the way. He hates his own too. It's not like he liked them. He, he hates them as well and wants to destroy them. And so this is what's going on around the world. This is what's going on in the media. That's why whenever you turn on the social media, you need to realize that they are selling stories, telling lies. They're doing the work of the enemies. Reporters are not reporters anymore. They don't care about facts. They give opinions. Uh, and so this is what's happening. And so if you don't have the right mind, 
you're going to be influenced by that. It's very critical that you fill yourself with the Word of God. This is very critical. Um, I'm going to try to go fast here. Uh, Jesus told his disciples to expect trouble in the world. I think we're in slide five. Uh, persecution. And things will happen, you know. Uh, and things will get worse in end times. Slide seven, please. Lawlessness with, slice eight. Lawlessness will increase, and uh, most people's love will become cold. Don't be one of those. Just remember, all of these were written so that we know, we understand, okay, these, these are the times we'll be living in, and how should we behave and react? This is very important. It's written for us. So Jesus' end times predictions are looking more and more like daily news. Christian persecution is higher today than it has ever been. And you can see that in the Open Door uh, website. Here you go. And I really encourage you to check that on a regular basis. You want to know how to pray, read that and pray. I check it on a regular basis. So persecution is happening in Ukraine and in our wider regions. Everywhere, including in the U.S. Increasingly, in America, your freedom to live, your Christian belief is being challenged and will be challenged even more by those who want you to be tolerant. And tolerance is always towards sin, always. So you need to choose, a, make up your mind who you will follow today. And so our question could be, how should we react to this worsening situation? Rejoice. You are, this means you are doing something right. And these are not my words, it's Peter's words. First Peter, slide 9. Beloved, do not be surprised at this fiery ordeal among you which comes upon you for your testing. It's a testing, testing of our faith. As though something strange were happening to you. But to the, to the degree that you share the suffering of Christ, keep on rejoicing. If you're insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. So don't be insulted because of your driving. Let it be. Let it be for the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, we all get, you know, excited sometimes when we drive. So <laughs> don't panic. Keep your peace. Jesus said, this thing I have spoken to you so that you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. It's not you may have. You will have tribulation. That's part of Christian living. To make us tough. Take courage. I have overcome the world. So don't worry about what's happening. Jesus overcome the world. We know the end. We know the end of the story. And we may have go through some difficulties, but we know the end of the story. We know the end of the story. So why should we... Do we need courage to resist, to fight? Don't give up and lie down. Let me give you an example. Very practical example. The College of Ozark filed suit in a federal court in April 15 last year, and I checked on that. It's still going on against the Biden administration. This lawsuit challenges a directive from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, which forces religious schools to violate their beliefs by opening their, dormit their dormitories, including dorm and uh, shared shower space to members of the opposite sex. And so the College of Ozark said, no, this violates our belief. It's not going to happen. We're a Christian college. It's not going to happen. And they challenged that. And because they challenged that, 
14 states, four organizations, and three universities have filed briefs in support of the College of Ozark. It's a big deal. You think sometimes you are standing alone. You may be the only one. You may be the first one to stand. And then very soon, you will find people of faith standing with you. You're not alone. And very, very often, all what it takes is one person to have the courage to stand up. And that will give courage to the others. So don't be afraid. So this is a hill where the College of Ozark is taking a stand. And so whenever we take a stand, people will notice, and, I, and some of them will agree with you. Real men and women of God mark, put a mark on a, on a sand and said, you can't go over that one. All of us, we have a hill we need to stand on. You have one, I have one. You better take a stand on that hill and say, over my dead body. You need to protect your kids. I'm on a school board uh, for the past 15 years on a school in, in, in Kiev. It's a Christian school. However, don't take it for granted. You never know what can happen with curriculums. So I, I want to be on a school board, and we want to check on what's going on. Let me give you another example. Disney's agenda is no longer hidden, and their stock is plummeting. Have you joined the boycott yet? You need to join the boycott. What they are doing in, in, in Disney is absolutely awful, and they are not ashamed at all. And, and they don't care about losing money because it's an ideology. And people, some people are willing to spend all their money on ideology. And, uh, but we can respond to that and say, no, we just disagree. You see, culture is, is very invading. Um, um, the world culture is invading church culture. And uh, faith without work is dead. If you don't boycott things that you don't like, your faith is dead. That's it. It's not me, it's James. Faith without works is dead. So we better put our, our you know, faith into practice. Uh, Roe versus Wade, a culture of life versus culture of death. It could be overturned, which means there will be fight in every state. And so we have to keep on fighting, keep on praying. But this is a very good news. I believe that the day it's overturned, we're going to experience some mercy from God. Because the shedding of innocent blood is the worst thing that can happen. And it's literally, I just watching a post recently, how the church of Satan is fighting so that abortion keep on happening because they need blood sacrifice. They say that. They need sacrifice. They need blood. Think about that. Absolutely, this is true. Satan requires sacrifice and abortion provides that. And uh, the good thing about, the good news about being a new creation in Jesus Christ is that God is, forgive your sin, regardless of what we have done. God forgives our sin, including abortion or any sin. And he remembered them no more. He remembered them no more. So if you're in Christ, you're a new creation, regardless of what you may have gone into life, you're okay. You're safe in this place. And everyone loves you here. So regarding the Equality Act, I want to say that the founders said in the first right, the first amendment of the Constitution, you can practice your religion as you see fit. But the Equality Act says, no, you can't. It endangers the church. It encourages the suppression of religious freedom. It will obliterate women's rights. 
that's a big deal. I have three girls, and imagine, I can't imagine that my girls would have to run against boys. This is just nonsense. Nonsense. Some countries are looking at us and thinking, America is out of their, out of their mind. I'm, this is absolutely nonsense. So it will obliterate women's rights, it will affect your kids. And uh, by the way, through the Equality Act, that will devastate Christian schools from pre-K to college. And non-compliant schools will lose their tax exemption. And if you lose that, that's the, end of the, that's the end of the school. This is a big deal. This is a very big deal. So this battle of the mind is a daily reality. Satan and God battle for your mind. 19% of the battles are right here. And God and Satan battle for your mind. We need the mind of Jesus Christ. It's very important. We need the mind of Jesus Christ. This is the only way to filter all the news we are bombarded with. The only way we can filter that and we can understand what's going on. Where is the truth? Well, you saturate your, li your life with the truth. Read the word of God. When you saturate your life with the truth, you recognize lies immediately. And it's not because you have studied the lies. It's because you study the truth. You fill yourself with the truth. You read the word. You spend time with Jesus. And guess what? When you see a lie, the Holy Spirit within you will tell you there's something wrong right there. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. is to remind us everything Jesus said and taught. And so he's there with you to accompany you and to uh, remind you what you have stored in your mind. If I don't read the word of God, the Holy Spirit has no... Nothing to work with. The only thing he can work with is whatever is in my mind. If I saturate my, my life, my mind, with the word of God, the Holy Spirit can bring a verse alive. I need to saturate my life with the word of God. So this unprecedented time is bringing cleansing in the church. A friend of mine wrote this. The sky is not falling on the American church. Nominal Christianity is on a decline, but not committed Christianity. The American church is growing deeper, not wider, and it is a good thing. God is allowing his church to reform. The next generation is not going to be committed to a nominal, shallow version of Christianity. What they're going to be committed to or attracted to is a thick gospel that has real answer to the Deep question of life. That's, this man is Rob Hoskins, the president of One Hope. It used to be called Book of Hope. He's a good friend of mine. And we know that God causes all things to work together for those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. The context of the, this verse in Romans 8, 28 is deliverance from bondage. That's the context. America is in bondage. America is in bondage to sin. And so how do we react to lawlessness and persecution? I think we're slide 14. <clears throat> First, you must believe, then love God and follow and keep his commandment. Trust and obey. That trust and obey, that's what it is. Um, let me go to the slide 16. Lawlessness and persecution calls for submission to God who loves you and has a wonderful plan for you, and resistant to Satan, who hates you and wants to destroy you. So resist Satan, resist his plan. First Peter 
1, 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hands of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. The adversary, the enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. So don't be one of those. And by the way, he will attack those who stand alone. If you stand together, the enemy won't attack you. He's looking for someone who is alone, who is wounded. And uh, that's why it's so critical that you are part of the body of Christ. Physically, you come into a building so you can pray with one another. You can experience koinonia. Koinonia is a deep fellowship that can only happen when re relationship with one another, when we talk with one another. After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So verse uh, slide 19. I'm finishing here. America is a country flowing with milk and honey. If you don't believe that, just start traveling. Just go outside America and go, you know, go south, go, you know, Asia, Africa, part of uh, Europe, certain part of Europe, and you'll find that this is true. So, but if you want milk and honey on your bread, you're going to have to face giants. There are giants in the land. You're going to have to face them. Some of the giants are abortion and euthanasia, which is choosing to destroy life rather than preserve it. God is life. You don't have to wonder about should I or should not. God is life. God stands for life. It's pretty easy. Modern slavery, another giant in the land, and his, and which is forced prostitution. There's a lot of that going on in Ohio. And it's minion, pornography. These are giants in the land. Gender theory, the redefinition of marriage, the Equality Act, Big Tech, and the Marxist-Socialist agenda are going full speed right now, full speed in America. And all of these are giants in the land. And we have to, slide 20, we have to choose for ourselves today who we want to serve. You need to make up your mind. Don't stay in between anymore. It's, this time is over. We can't remain neutral anymore. We have to choose side and choose wisely. And Joshua said this way, said it's this way, this way, sorry. Choose for yourself today whom you will serve, whether the God your father served, which are beyond the Frost River, the God of the Amorite in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so that has to be your prayer. If you want to stand in our days, we have to be fully committed. We cannot be warm, lukewarm any longer. It's over. You have to make up your mind. And not to... Not taking a decision is already a decision. You already have made a decision. If you decide to not get involved in a school board, like, like speak up and say and speak against uh, the agenda uh, against your kids, because your kids are a target. Uh, anyone who want, want to talk to a child starting at five years of age about sex, and it's not their parents talking to them, it's a pedophile. And this is unacceptable. And so if you, don't, if you choose not to get involved, you have made a decision already. And this is very important. And so let us just pray that God will help us, okay, in this uh, difficult time. The good news is we know that we, have, we will have tribulation, but Jesus told us, take courage. I have overcome the world. 
And he has given us all the tools that we need. We are not alone. We have all the tools that we need. We just need to dive into the word of God, saturate our lives with the word of God, and don't even worry about if you will be able to stand. If you read the word, spend time with Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit work in your life, don't even worry about what will happen to you. God is with you. You'll be fine. You will be fine. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for this church. We thank you for Johnny's church. And we, we agree that uh, our faith is a journey. We start the journey, but it never ends. Discipleship is a journey. We start the process, but it never ends. And so we, we commit our lives into your hands. We pray that you help us to understand the times. We are li living in difficult times. And where uh, truth is being challenged, the, the God is being challenged, and, uh, and the definition of truth is being challenged, of gender is being challenged, and uh, we just uh, ask you to be with us, help us to stand for what is right, for the truth, stand for you, and we believe that you will be standing with us if we stand for you. The Holy Spirit will be our defender, our paraclete, our advocate standing alongside help us to make up our mind and stand for you today and all of us we are on a hill we have to take a stand on a hill and we pray that you will enlighten us holy spirit just remind us where where do we need to take a stand and where maybe we need to let it go some battles are not worth fighting for but certain battles are worth fighting for help us make understand the difference between them and we pray for all of those. You see all of this family represented here. These represent people, some of them in their family, uh, families who are not saved yet. And so we pray for them right now. Holy Spirit, you are the one who can convince of justice, righteousness, and judgment. We can't do that work. If we try to do that work, I'm missing the point. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But what I can do is pray for them pray for them and then and then when God gives an opportunity just talk because faith comes from hearing and hearings from, come from the word of God so we commit them into your hand we present to them to you those who don't know you yet and we pray the Holy Spirit as we as we speak right now that you will do the work in their life just do the do this work in their life and send people their way maybe it's not us but send someone their ways so that they will uh, come to the truth that we know the one true God and the only way to God which is Jesus Christ and they will know the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life so we commit them into your hands and we pray in Jesus name Amen Eric thank you uh, for that challenge um, I always love when our missionaries come because they come with a fresh perspective Sometimes we're, we're in the middle of, of things and just get so used to things and then someone comes with a perspective of, of hey, you got to watch out. And, and a reminder that we are in a war. Every follower of Jesus, if you are a follower of Jesus, you are in a war. But I also love the challenge that we don't have to panic. You actually said this, keep your peace. Well, it's not my peace, it's the peace of Christ. So as I'm in Christ, if I, as I'm remaining in him, I have his peace. I don't have to panic. I don't have to fear. I don't have to be like the world. Trust and obey. And then decide, who, who, who am I going to serve? Am I going to serve 
Jesus or am I going to serve the systems of this world which are influenced by Satan himself? We don't have to be afraid if we are in Christ, we're following him, we're, we're, we're choosing to, to side with him and what he is doing. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. I'm going to ask uh, all of our uh, board members who are present or past board members and their spouses and and Eric and Jan, if you don't mind, I, if you don't mind coming to the front, we, we want to pray over you guys and pray with you and hop down as well. Uh, uh, Aaron and, and Florence in the room and any of our, any of our past or present board members and their spouses, uh, if you guys want to come, we'd love to, we'd love to pray over Eric and Jan and, and just speak God's blessing. Let's take a step forward and then we can come behind. Where are you guys at in, in raising your support? About half. So one of the things we're praying is, is it takes finances in order for them to go back and to do the things that God has called them to do. And so uh, we want to pray that God would provide. They're going every, every week they're in churches. Sometimes even during the week you're in small group meetings and youth group meetings. And, and, and they're, they're driving all over, all over creation in the... In the and the challenge of raising the financial support that they need to be able to go back. And, and we believe that when the time is right, they're going to be able to go back to a free Ukraine. Would you, if, if you're comfortable with this, would you just stretch out your hand? This is just a way of saying I agree. This is in the Bible as well. And we're just going to lay hands up here on Eric and Jan. And, and we include Michael and the rest of their kids in this prayer as well. Father, we thank you for Eric and Jan. You have called them, and you have been faithful. But you haven't just called them, you've called all of us. We are, every follower of Jesus in this room, are called to take the good news to all creation. And so we've got to be faithful right here, but we are also faithful. It's both and. It's not either or. We partner in the gospel across the world through our giving, through our intercession, through even going. And so, Father, we pray that you would move upon our hearts to know how we can partner with what you are doing around the world. Be with Eric and Jan. Be with Michael. God, protect them. Protect them physically, relationally, emotionally, spiritually. They're under attack. They're in a war. God, protect them from every lie, every strategy and scheme of Satan against them. God, we pray that you would provide that you would open up the resources of heaven. God, provide monetarily, but also provide everything that they would possibly need as they get ready to return to what you have called them to. And God, accomplish your purposes in them and through them, through the disciples that they have discipled. God, we pray that, that your purposes would be accomplished. Bless them, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You guys can stay standing. They're going to go back to their seats, but if you'd stay standing. If you would like to partner in giving specifically to Eric and Jan and to the Moose Arts, on your offering envelope, or if you do this online, make sure don't 
don't give this to missions. Missions is what, what we use to fund all of our partner missionaries. Instead, we would encourage you to go to the other section and then just put in Ukraine. And then that way, and if you've already marked your envelopes, just remark it or give instructions so the people counting will know exactly where, where you intend for that money to go. But if you would put in the other section and write Ukraine, it will go to the right place. We appreciate you doing that. Remember your connection cards as you're leaving. We already have our greeters back there with the buckets. Make sure that uh, you take your connection cards with you. The Grow class is this Thursday at 630. If you want to grow in your relationship with Jesus, we'd love to have you there. We have prayer partners who are coming up right now. Now and would love to pray with you. If you have any prayer need in your life, these, these dear folks are up here because they want to agree with you. As everyone else is leaving, we encourage you to come up for prayer. And then finally, if you came ready to give, you got that offering envelope, or, or there's giving boxes out in the lobby. Again, you can give online through our app or through our website, or you can text uh, the amount that you want to give to 84321. You can text that as well. Hey, God bless you. May you realize you're in a war. May you be in the word as your strategy against our enemy. And don't give up. Don't lose peace. Stay close to Christ. God bless you guys. We'll see you later.